0: Hello, welcome back to the Start Simple podcast episode. I do not know anymore because we've been doing it for so long because I enjoy doing it and I enjoy, really enjoy these sort of episodes because today's episode is a client centered episode where I basically ask them for what they want me to talk about. I'm going to answer a couple of questions that have come up with clients this week and then I'm going to talk about an observation of mine over the last couple of weeks because now I've been back really for me. I haven't trained properly in gyms for nearly 18 months because of obviously the lockdowns and stuff and then when I was training when I was um, in Bali I was training at MMA gyms and CrossFit gyms so it was quite a bit different whereas now I'm back I'm in a commercial gym I'm seeing people training in commercial gyms and it's reminded me lots of different things and thoughts that I've got so we'll talk about that in a bit as always if you share this podcast if you tag me on Instagram I will be forever grateful if you leave me a review I'll be even more grateful. It really does help. So yeah, if you've listened, if you've enjoyed, let me know, but otherwise we'll get stuck straight into it. So the first topic we're going to talk about is a question from one of my clients, Amy, who has said, and I'm going to read out the question in the exact wording, knowing the difference between not being so hard on yourself for not being perfect and actually recognising when you need to give your head a wobble. Now, Amy won't mind me saying this, I'm pretty sure, but in her checking this week, I had to just have a little word with her and say, relax you are trying to be too perfect, which sounds really weird because obviously in our heads, perfect is good. We want to hit the perfect calories. We want the perfect training sessions. We want the step count every day because that's what's going to help for most of my clients. The goal is fat loss and for lots of you listening, the goal will be fat loss and those are the things that are going to help. But that attitude sometimes can hinder you and the reason it can hinder you is because you are not perfect. I'm really sorry. I know I don't know you personally. Maybe I do, but you are not perfect and for as long as you live, You will never have the perfect week or you will very rarely have the perfect week because ultimately life like you're not a bodybuilder. I'm not a bodybuilder. My clients aren't bodybuilders. We don't live and breathe chicken breasts and barbells. We want to have a life. We want to enjoy life. We also have a life that demands other things of us than just simply going to the gym or just simply food prep. And because of those things and because of those commitments that come away from the fitness side of things, it means that you can't always be perfect in every single area. And when you can accept that and when you can acknowledge that and you can understand that and be like, you know what? And you can accept the days where a missed workout occasionally happens and you can understand that a calorie target does not have to be hit on the nose every single day. If your calorie target is 2000 and you have a couple of days at 2050, a couple of days at 2100. Maybe the other way, you have a day at 1900, 1850. To me, that's hitting a calorie target. You've got to work within these sort of ranges because this perfectionist attitude of getting everything right, a lot of the time holds people back. And this is what I said to Amy because I think in the past before working with me, because of this sort of quite rigid approach where you have to make sure you do not miss a workout and you have to make sure every single meal is tracked to perfection. You can't miss step counts and you basically live like a bit of a robot for fitness now that's not maintainable i don't care who you are it is not maintainable unless like i said you're a bit of a freak bodybuilder who's obsessed with this sort of stuff and it's literally for a lot of those people by the way it is their job it is their life like it's their nine five they get paid for that sort of thing so it's a lot easier for them to be able to maintain those sort of ridiculously high standards because ultimately their job is based on a stage of it. But anyway, that's a tangent. But anyway, when you hold yourself to this sort of real intense standard of everything has to be absolutely inch perfect, when something inevitably does go quote unquote wrong, when a friend sends you a message and says, you fancy meal out tonight? And you sort of have that panic mode of, shit, I don't know how to track that. Will it go in my calories? And trust me, I've been there. I've done it. I've ended up skipping social occasions because of it. It's mental when I think about it. Or, for instance, a busy day at work hits. And do you know what? It gets to five o'clock and you feel absolutely drained. And it's not the right time to go and train and go to the gym. But then because you aren't going to the gym, you're linking that to being perfect in every other area. You're linking it to being perfect with your diet, with your protein, with your calories. You're linking it to the quality of your diet. You're linking it to your step count. You're linking it to your sleep. And because you allow one small thing to derail you and one small thing to have this sort of wave impact, you let everything else go out of the window. And then that one small thing, be it a late finish at work so you couldn't make the gym, ends up derailing the next day, the next two days, the next three days. And then before you know it, you're back to Monday and it's like, okay, start again. And you go back to this, everything's got to be perfect because when it wasn't perfect, it went wrong. And it wasn't the fact that things weren't perfect that was the issue. The issue was that your perception that things have to be perfect in the first place. And being able to accept and recognize those situations is massive. Now, the second part of Amy's question was about when you need to give your head a wobble, because there is a difference, right? I've just explained, sometimes a friend will ask you if you want to go out for a meal, sometimes work will overrun, sometimes you can't make it to the gym. And those occasions are what, is basically real life and sometimes we don't have control over those things and that's fine and I think that's an important aspect to this is is it actually an element within your control or is it life getting in the way and you have to make certain arrangements that mean that fitness isn't the absolute priority which is okay it happens like I've just explained when you need to give your head a wobble and this is exactly what I said to Amy because I have no problem doing this with clients I think it gets the best out of you when you realize that you're not holding yourself to a standard that you probably deserve and that you're health deserves so what I'm talking about is if you are going out on the piss at weekends and missing gym sessions or if you're getting home from work and despite you do actually have time you're saying I can't be asked to cook when again you've got the time available to you but you say I can't be asked going out on the steps I can't be asked going for a walk that to me is where giving your head a wobble is one phrase which is what Amy used but I think to me that signifies more priorities and prioritising what's important to you and it's hard for people to hear this because You want not say, no, I I really do want to get in shape. But if your priority is at six o'clock, you get home from work and your priority is sticking Netflix on, is getting a takeaway because you can't be arsed doing something. Well, to me, then your priority is in that moment of relaxing and not doing much, because if your priority was your health, then you may take a different choice. You may take a different route. You would put the time aside to actually cook a meal. You would put the time aside and just get up and go for a walk. And a lot of the time in those situations, it's what we call delayed gratification against instant gratification. Because you do get a reward for those days when you're lazy, when you don't cook, when you get, when you skip a training session you can't be asked doing. You don't like to admit it, but there is a reward there. The reward is short term. The reward is maybe relaxing on the sofa. The reward is maybe the taste of a pizza. And it's instant gratification as opposed to delayed gratification. Because the alternative, let's say you go to the gym, you cook a healthy meal, you get out, you move. You're not going to wake up the next morning with a sick pack. You're going to have to do that again. And again and again and again and again and again and again. Sounds like a song. But the gratification for that, the reward, is a delayed process. It comes from time and it comes from the habits building and building over time. And it can be hard to have to wait because nobody likes waiting anymore. Our attention spans are pathetic. So when you get told that you've got to wait for a few months to get results, or you can have a pizza delivered to your door in half an hour, you're going to choose the easy option. But those are the situations where I do think, again, to use Amy's terms, you need to give your head a wobble. You need to actually ask yourself the question what matters to me more? Is it this massive binge weekend or is it learning about my body, learning about my health, enjoying training and actually feeling great? Because that's what comes off the back of all of this. Like You can talk about fat loss, you can talk about muscle gain, you can talk about progressive overload and you can talk about vegetables all day. But ultimately the result of all of those things as a combination is that you'll feel fucking great. A lot of the time people talk about body confidence and I once did a video on this on Instagram. I know I'm going on a tangent here but I'm in a zone. And a lot of the time people assume that weight loss alone is what brings around body confidence but it isn't. It's often the habits that come alongside weight loss. It's the going to the gym, it's achieving goals, it's getting stronger, it's eating foods that energise you, that make you feel good. It's getting up in the morning and wanting to spend time outdoors. Those are the things that bring about confidence and those are the things that sometimes are the hardest things to do, but the reward from them is the biggest. And that was a tangent that I hadn't got planned, but here we are. I can't actually remember where we came from, but there is a big difference in the perfectionist attitude versus when you basically need to kick up the ass. And when you can accept that sometimes perfection isn't going to be there and that sometimes days aren't going to be absolutely perfect. But it's that being consistent, it's working at eighty percent, and knowing that that's okay. Seventy percent is okay because you can't work at hundred percent all the time. And equally, it's knowing when you do need to give yourself a wobble, when you need to give it, get a kick up the arse, and when sometimes you just need to make decisions that are in line with your health and fitness goals. Okay, next question, and this one I actually put out Instagram off the back of it, and it was from Marie. It said. Having and then losing confidence in the gym, I think it sort of ties in with Amy's giving your head a wobble. I actually disagree there. I don't think it ties in with giving your head a wobble. I think confidence in the gym, I think anxiety in the gym is very normal. I think lots of people probably don't realise how normal it is, which is why I put it out to Instagram, because I got an awful, of well, I did a poll on Instagram, have you ever felt gym anxiety? And in fact, one minute, let me have a look. 84% of people said that they did, which hopefully for any of you that do feel that sort of gym anxiety or nerves in the gym you realize why. Now, another thing that I put out to Instagram was, why do people feel this? Why do you feel the nerves? Why is there, why is there a lack of confidence going to the gym? And before I go to the answers that people gave off Instagram, because I'll, I'll, I'll talk through a couple of those, I think the obvious sort of answer to it is a lot of people find the gym an intimidating place. It Depending what gym you go to, you'll obviously have the, the grunting barbell heads. I don't think it helps that lots of gyms are untidy when I PT'd, The most frustrating thing was having to tidy up weights after people. Like, if you're listening to this and you go to the gym, tidy your weights up after yourself. It's disrespectful. You can't see me, but I've currently got my arms crossed and very angry saying that. But I think sometimes gyms themselves don't help with the environment because, obviously, it can be intimidating with weights all over the place not being able to find things. Like I say, lads grunting in the mirror as they stare at themselves doing bicep curls. However, I don't think that's the only reason it comes around. I think a lot of the time, and when I do see these feelings, and I've had it in myself in the past when I first started trying to train, it's a bit of a fear of knowing what to do. Am I doing things right? It's also a fear of belonging, because if you're somebody who is really trying to get involved in health and fitness, then potentially the habits that you've had in the past aren't reflective of somebody who goes to the gym. So actually going to the gym itself is a completely new concept for you. And acknowledging that and being okay with that. And what I would say is remember that there is nothing you have to do when it comes to going to the gym, you, there is no pressure on you to, you have to do these exercises. And actually I was going to come back to this, so, but there's nothing essentially equipment wise that you've got to use just getting yourself into the gym and i've had this with clients before where the only target we've set for the workout or to go to the gym is simply to walk in the doors and go on one machine that's it and that's all you need to do to begin with and to start off because trust me nobody cares and i know that sounds a bit brutal nobody in that gym cares think of what a gym actually is right it's a place where people go to improve their health their fitness their strength notice they're not your nobody else is going to the gym to get you stronger only you're doing that if i'm in the gym i do not look around over actually that's a lie i now have a habit of pt and of looking at other people's form but in general people only personal trainers do that but in general people who are going to the gym Are not looking at other people. And a lot of the time, if they are, if you're noticing someone looking at you, they're probably not sure what they're doing either. Because you'll be amazed at the amount of people who are training in gyms, and I see this all the time, who to the untrained eye you can say, might look like they know what they're doing. But trust me, they don't. When you see people on top of a Bosu ball performing squats, that person they just want to hurt themselves. They have no idea what they're doing. Some of those lads who you think, oh my God, he's grunting and he looks like he knows what he's doing. His form's horrific. He's going to really hurt himself. Nobody in that gym is looking at you. And that's a really hard mentality to understand it in the first place. And to be honest with you, there's no way of getting around this. The only way of getting over these fears and these anxieties is turning up and going to the gym, whether it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whether you build yourself up. And the obvious other answer is ultimately getting a coach or getting a PT who can program for you, who can give you that confidence, who can teach you how to train, who can give you that plan. Now, was another question I asked is, are you actually going into the gym with a plan? Because I think if you know exactly what you're going to do or plan to do, that can really reduce the anxiety of having to wonder what's best. But having a coach or a PT, and listen, trust me, every single gym you go to will give away free PT sessions, free taster courses, free induction sessions. Use them. It is the point of them especially in covid times trust me pts do not like cleaning if you see a pt in a gym he would much rather or she would much rather come over and spend 20 minutes working with you on the form of your squat than they would continue to walk around the gym cleaning which is probably all you see them doing at the moment so one answer is just keep turning up and going to the gym i know it's hard don't feel that you have to do anything specific just get yourself in the gym and get yourself training regularly and two and it is to be honest with you it's the easiest answer Go and ask somebody who knows what they're doing for help. If your car wasn't working, you'd ask a mechanic. If the electrics in your house weren't working, you'd ask an electrician. If you had an injury, you'd ask a physio. If you do not know how to train or use a gym, ask somebody whose job it is to help you train and help you use a gym. I'm going to go back to just some of the answers that I got off Instagram because a few are quite similar and I think it will help you. And the reason I say I think it can help you is because, as I said, you're not the only person who feels like this. So you've got being unsure if you look stupid because of wrong form, not knowing what to do, having the wrong form, thoughts of people looking, two very similar answers. Now again, back to what I said, if form is something you struggle with, if that you're unsure of and that you're uncertain of, the fast track to that is a personal trainer or a coach because the, the opposite of that and the risk of that, to be honest with you, is injury and then you could be out of training completely which is going to move you even further back from your goals. So form is the one thing when it comes to mindset and confidence i believe that that is maybe something you can work on a little bit more specifically on your own but if you lack confidence in your form for exercise get help because it will pay off in the long run it's the best investment you can possibly make to actually know how to exercise that's something that isn't necessarily gym anxiety that's a skill set and the skill set that can be worked on but if form is a concern that's where a professional needs to come in. Now, another one was other people knowing what they are doing, and I don't. How do you know that other people know what they're doing? Again, I bring you back to the fact that this week, some of the things I've seen in a gym are bicep curls where the elbows are flying through the sky. That's not a bicep curl. I've seen somebody squatting on a BOSU ball. I've seen somebody training with their friend and their friend advising them to do a barbell squat when they couldn't do a normal squat. I've seen lads doing bench press and barely doing quarter of the rep, the form being awful, but them classing it as a bench press and probably went home to tell the friends that they lifted 120 kilograms, despite the fact it barely moved two centimeters. You don't know that other people know what they're doing. You simply don't. And again, trust me when I say this: the people who do genuinely go in and know what they're doing, and who are training well, those people, those people are the last people who are looking at you, because if they know what they're doing in the gym then they are probably focusing in on their form, on the intensity of their training and their actual training program and not yours. And then I'm going to read two more that I got and they're both quite similar and they are, it's frustrating that people still have to feel like this, but the answer were because I'm big and conscious that others will judge me um, because I feel like I'm bigger than most people in there and they might laugh at me. Now those are difficult um, statements to answer to be honest with you because it, it's, it's upsetting to hear that people have to feel like that. Now, the gym, as I said before, is a place to go and better yourself, better you, nobody else. It does not matter what your sex is. It does not matter what your color is. It does not matter what your body shape is. You go to the gym for you and you only and to improve you. And no matter what your your actual goal is, whether you are trying to drop body fat or whether you're trying to build muscle, whether you just want to run your first 5k or lift a weight or whatever it might be. Every single person who you see in that gym went in there at one point for the first time and they maybe went in with those sort of worries. And then every person went for a second time and a third time and gradually they began to feel comfortable in the gym. Now to actually answer those sort of things specifically about other people making judgments or making you feel conscious about your size or anything like that, that is not a reflection of you and it doesn't just reflect the gym. That is a reflection of the individual who you would say makes you feel like that, I would hope that it doesn't happen, I would hope that it's just a fear that maybe you've experienced in the past, but it doesn't happen now, I don't know, but if anybody ever makes you feel bad about yourself, for you going in the gym, or anywhere, for you going out for a walk, going for a run, choosing healthy meals, whatever it might be, if anybody ever makes you feel bad about those things, if anyone ever makes you feel self-conscious about things, it's not a reflection of you that, that's a reflection of them, you see it in social occasions where it's like, oh I thought you were on a diet, that's that person reflecting their own insecurities on you that is not your issue and honestly I mean my answer to be honest with you is anybody ever was ever rude to you like that in a gym I'll just punch them in the face but I can't say that on a podcast I can say it on a podcast because it's mine I can say what I want but honestly if there was ever that situation played out in in real life because again that could just be an anxiety and something that isn't going to happen but if that situation ever did play out in real life it's you remembering that that's not you that's their issue now I've I spoke a lot there I was going to talk about one more thing and it was I sort of touched on it on the friend with the barbell and it's about exercise selection I actually put an email out about this this week uh, in terms of how to build a training program and the first step of building a training program has got to be starting with you and knowing what is appropriate for you knowing your experience levels knowing is a free weight a good idea is a machine a good idea there's a weird thing where everyone thinks they have to do deadlift back squats and bench press and you just don't if there was free exercises i could pick that most people struggle to perform with it's deadlift back squat and bench press so most people definitely shouldn't be doing them but yeah so i saw somebody in the gym this week training with a friend and the friend looked like you know They had some experience of themselves training. Their own individual form was okay. And they got the friend. I only know this because I was literally on the... I was doing deadlifts and I was on the rack right next to them. So I heard the entire conversation, everything. You couldn't not hear. It wasn't me being a proper nosy bastard. And the friend started off doing goblet squats. That's where you hold a dumbbell or a kettlebell close to your chest and you perform a squat. And... No disrespect to that person, clearly they were new to training, but they struggled with the form of the squat. They have what's very common in where sort of your knees collapse and and the bum doesn't go down enough so your depth isn't quite there, which is normal and that can be quite easily taught if that's something you struggle with. Putting a bench behind you, just consciously thinking about the direction your knees are pointing, they're really easy pointers just to start to improve that squat at the beginning of it. But obviously this person who was supporting or helping them (laughs) wasn't thinking like that. They were like, right, cool, so now it's time to back squat and then they put a five kilogram plate on either side of the barbell had 30 kilograms in total and gave it to this person who'd just done one set of squats that quite frankly weren't very good and then the barbell back squat came and again the exact same problem but even worse because the load was heavier and in a completely different position on the body and they really struggled with it they re-racked the weight and they continued to train in anyway. the point of it is there is no single exercise that you have to do for lots of people for that individual for example my advice would have been actually do some body weight squats to practice form and to actually work those muscle groups that we're trying to work with the squat. For now, I'd stick with a leg press. To be honest, for a lot of people, I would just go down the route of a leg press anyway. I think you get more out of it because of the complications that come with form of the squat. But there's no single exercise that you have to do. The same way that you don't have to train a certain amount of days a week. It comes down to your overall training plan. It comes down to the overall quality of your training and your exercise selection. But back to sort of the topic of copying other people in the gym or seeing what other people in the gym think of you fuck them they don't matter because a lot of the time they don't know anyway and ultimately the training plan needs to be right for you it needs to be appropriate for you it needs to be something that you're comfortable with doing and that you understand how to perform it and shameless plug while i'm here i'm pretty good at writing exercise program and as you can tell i do it at a level that's appropriate for you so if you are somebody who has listened to this podcast and is thinking you know what actually I do need a bit of support getting my form right and with coaching and knowing what exercise to use and building that confidence in the gym send me a message what will happen is we'll book a call we'll have a conversation about where you're at and if you're the right fit if it's going to work for us we'll sort out coaching and we'll begin one-to-one work and you know what if it's not I have this with plenty of people I've recommended loads of people to personal trainers and things particularly based in Manchester who I think would be the right fit for you but ultimately, the goal here is to get you the results that you deserve. And like I say, working with a professional, probably the best way to do that. But anyway, I talked a lot there, didn't I? And um, hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. A few tangents, but we're all okay with tangents. If you enjoyed it, please do share it on Instagram. I do really appreciate it. It makes a massive difference. Leave reviews, whatever. Feedback, if there's guests or people that you want me to talk to, if there's topics you want me to talk about, send me a message. Um, otherwise, see you next time.